Happy New Year, everyone. This is the Josh and Joe podcast. Coming to you perched high above the very quiet Thirsty Owl. Yes. I like these days, though. It's snowy outside. It's quiet. It's quiet. This is a fun start. Um, When you see people for the first time since the calendar flips Mm -hmm. to January 1st, how long can you still say to people when you see them in public, oh, hey, Happy New Year? Yeah, because there's always you always need some talking point when it's like an acquaintance or like a right very informal friend that you might have, and and you want to say, oh, how happy New Year! That's like the first talking point, just to kind of get the conversation going. Yeah. What's too late? And then I'm gonna have another question related. What's too late? I think it's for me. It's not too late if you haven't seen them since before the New Year. But like February first, January twentieth. Oh, I think when you get into February, you're probably too late. I would say yeah. Let's say. January 15th. Can yeah. we make that a rule for everyone listening? <laughs> Two weeks after. And then if you happen to be, uh, not you, but anyone who's listening, if you happen to be a, a Christian human, which yeah. a lot of us are here mm-hmm. in the Northeast, not all, I would say 73%. That's about fair, right. Or pretending that you're Christian. Or, or at least born into, born into <laughs> yeah, Christian Like parents. I went to Lutheran church. My parents made me go probably two or three times. I was, I was probably like eight or nine, seven or eight, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, so on the books, I guess I am because I... I say Merry Christmas to people. Yeah. Happy Christmas. Sika makes fun of me when I say Happy Christmas. So you're supposed to say Merry Christmas. I'm like, what difference does it make? Merry is happy. Happy know? Christmas is like a British thing. I, they say Happy, happy Christmas, Christmas over oh. there. All right. Well, I'm cutting <laughs> you, edge. You like those British love rom-coms. <laughs> yeah, I sure do. <laughs> and I didn't watch Love Actually this year. I watched like the first one minute of it and, and then I, I turned it off and maybe I put it, Reacher on. I don't yeah. know. That's been good. Have you been watching oh, that? Oh, of course. I'm totally You two all, I think it's uh-huh. six episodes. So yeah, good. so good. So much better than the first. Yeah, well, I thought the first was good, but I think the second is better. Yeah. Rarely, rarely does that happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, how long can you leave your Christmas uh, decorations up? <laughs> well, for my family, we do Three Kings, which is January 6th. So Three Kings are supposed yeah. to come on January 6th or 7th. I can't remember if there's a lunar calendar in there somewhere. And you all, you get gifts again. Sure. By the three kids. But you get them at Christmas too when, you, when you're when you a very Spanish uh, colony oh, type Oh yeah, well place? Santa Claus comes in for Christmas Eve. Wait, so you get Christmas presents for that? But not at the, not to the extent we do here where we don't do the three kings. Yeah, well we get coins. You get money. Coins. The three kings bring in coins. Well, it's also oh. biblical, right? Coins, so that's not much money. You get no. like quarters and nickels? Well, you know, silver dollars. Still dollars. As a kid, you know, $15, $20 of silver dollars is kind of fun. So. Yeah, yeah, that's something. So I think most of January, February, you're going into Valentine's. Oh, Christmas vacation. Oh, 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 oh. Christmas tree. But just Christmas. But mm. you don't celebrate Three Kings he- here, do you? Some do. I've had uh, actually Catholics say to me, oh, the Three Kings oh. are coming. Yeah. Okay. So And then January 6th, once you get past second week of January, so the I'm, tree really ought to come I'm down. I'm firm on January 2nd. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I mean, you still see I have my Christmas tree. You still tree, have your tree here. But that's, but, but that's because it needs to be planted. And I don't want to plant it in froze, frozen ground. So that's going to be here for months. Here until like probably end of March. Just like last year. Yeah. We brought it up to the winery and Ted and Kit planted it up there. And it's doing really well. Oh, good. I was for wondering about interested, that. interested, yeah. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. Yeah. So how was your... First of all, we do have to talk about the fact that you did have an unwanted birthday party. <laughs> He did turn 50 on December 22nd, Um, and we haven't done a podcast since. In fact, a week before that was the last podcast we did. many moons. Yes. 
and uh, you we're know, on. you were you were a sport like me. I hate birthday parties for me, and even more, I hate surprises. Yeah, you were a sport. I will tell I, you that. I I went all the way around. See, it put me in. See, the thing is, it puts me in like politician mode, where I, I have know. to go around the room, and I don't want to suggest that I am important to anyone that was there. I, I just saying like, that's like kind of, it's kind of the thing that you need to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I went, went around the room twice. We um, had a wonderful time. Everyone that came was super sweet and kind and nice. And it was great. It was great. Well, I, you know, I have to admit it was a bit selfish on my part. I don't it was. Know, I don't it about, was. I don't know about that. Because I just think there's a lot of times where people say they don't want to be made a big deal of, mm-hmm. and there's a code in there. Yeah. And I'm going to say this. I hope this doesn't sound wonky or gender specific, but I think that's usually women. Women say they don't want to be made a big deal of, but there are very few women that truly don't want to be made a big deal of. And I'm one of them, so I felt your pain. But I have a <laughs> I have a penis and. <laughs> So I, when I say that I don't want to be made a big deal of, I, I really, really do mean that. But yeah. it was not um, the torturous affair that I thought perhaps it would be. No. It was very nice. And everyone that was there was very genuine. And, and um, you know, and there were some people that were more, um, you know, new friends or acquaintances. And they came and they really had a good time. They seemed to be very pleased that they were invited. And it was really nice. Yeah. You know, and. Sika was fun. We were we were playing that that I like got a little uh, toy golf club and we were chipping the golf ball like this little Nerf ball into a I don't know a bucket or no into the box. Uh, into the box the wine box and that was fun. Everyone and, enjoyed and who doing made, that. Who made one? I think who made a chip. I think maybe you did. I sure did. You did. <laughs> maybe it wasn't the first try, but and, you and got there it was done. a certain semi golf pro there who actually said you got good form. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. So I. So then, you know, Christmas came rolling past, and that was yeah. great. New Year's was fun. The owl was slam jamming. It was nice. And then yeah. uh, that's like this, the storm before the calm. It's like the other way around because yeah, then true. it's super busy that night, and then it just go into this death crawl yeah. of January. And then you've been sick like crazy. I've been sick since, New, since Christmas Eve. Yeah. It just started to linger, and I tried to fight it. And between Christmas and New Year, I was literally home bound in bed mm. it was horrible yeah. and then i went off to florida and it was bad there you were sick the whole time i was there. sick the whole time and finally a friend of mine who happens to be a doctor said uh you've got an infection you got bronchitis which i was fighting that i was yeah. trying not hoping to that bronchitis. wasn't going to be your yeah so um florida was fun and i'm literally just on my first day of beginning to feel human again yeah and I got my little honey water here to hoping to I can make make honey it through water. this podcast. Yeah. So, you know, it's been a good year. And I know it's really cliche, but I try I do try to reassess and recap my life and then see what hap- what I want to be and do moving forward. Yeah. But you did have a thought in your head based on an experience. Oh. At the gym the other day yeah. and this touches on what i want to talk about so share yeah. this a little because i think this is a really good point and a really good lesson in All life right, so my my why learning moment there was uh, the why the saratoga regional ym ymca mm-hmm. and that's the um west ave branch so i, I go to wilton a lot but um 
Yeah, I also want to talk about what we've been up to yeah. in the time where we haven't Please. really got to hang out. And I've been binging on the Smartless podcast, mm. which is why I'm sounding a lot more like Will Arnett these <laughs> days with my GMC trucks. Yeah, <laughs> Reese's. He does the Reese's commercials too. Yes, yes, he does That's a few. His voice. Yeah. Um, uh, so the the yeah, this isn't a big deal, but when it happened, I just I was so kind of moved in the wrong direction on this one and mm. so I was walking in I go every day I mean I go to the Y whether it's the Saratoga Y or go to the Wilton Y with Seco one or the other I go to every day at least um, and I walk in ready to have a nice workout um, and I could take my time because yesterday was a four to close shift for me mm. so I had all day to I could you know I was gonna go for like two hours and I walk in you know I, I zap my little keychain and this woman um, comes to the front desk. She's probably late fifties, early sixties, whatever. And she comes to the front desk, and she in just like this, I've been wronged tone and body language, like huffing, kind of. I just want to report that I had my purse stolen out of my locker in the locker room. And she's ready to kind of start describing it and, you know, who was around her and, yeah. you know, maybe like she's just getting ready to break into that. And then the woman behind the desk was great. She goes, ma'am, can I just, and I love that she said, ma'am, yeah, which yeah, we all yeah. dread that I, I like as, a, actually, as an though. older woman. There's a lot of times where when it goes to ma'am, you're like, oh shit, I guess I'm old now. <laughs> Instead of miss or. It was a little know. bit of a dig maybe. Ma'am. Yeah. Um, can I just, she goes, can I just stop you right there? Um, someone turned in your purse. You left it on the bench. Uh-huh. Now, I didn't... I wanted to stick around. What I really wanted to do was go over to the desk, and I know this isn't a visual podcast, but, like, put my elbow down and then rest <laughs> my head on top of my fist that I made and go, hmm, let's see how she retreats from this, like, accusation that there's some hoodlum walking through the locker room at the Saratoga Springs Y. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Detroit. So, someone would stick a gift card in your purse in Saratoga before someone would steal your purse. You know what I'm saying? That's like, a I'm very just, good I, point. I'm actually. just making a joke, but and I just want to be like you, shit. You know, and yeah. I was so, and I didn't stick around because I was so disgusted. It's like there's nowhere for it, unless the woman said, "Oh my gosh, I am such an idiot. I'm. I feel bad even suggesting that someone would." rifle through my locker and take it out and furthermore you know you're just tempting fate if you put shit in a locker you don't put a lock on it well exactly and it and there's signs everywhere in that locker room that says we're yeah. not responsible yeah. right yeah and i just it was one of those things where yeah. it, it, it's not too much of a tremendous leap to just talk about how that's a great example of just not taking responsibility mm. blaming others for your missteps i I mean that is a point that has not been a has not escaped our dialogue on this yeah, podcast. I agree. Oh, so the, brutal. So, so would would that mean like we touch on the you know our narrative podcast where your life truly is shaped by the way you perceive things 100%. and want to live out? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's just the the horrible assumption that someone else sucked. And, and stole then and that, your purse. And that you didn't do something harebrained and just leave your purse or wallet or yeah. whatever it is, your headphones, or just leave it sitting there. Yeah. You know, I just, oh. I know. It's like everything I can't stand in yeah. one split second interaction right when I walked in the gym. Yeah. Imagine being her in life. 
Yeah, that's it's a, a tough go. Yeah. And you know, and you don't want to, you know, take that snapshot. I mean, it could have been an innocent mistake. Like when you lose your purse, you lose your wallet, or something like that. You're just kind of upset, and you're a little reactionary in the moment. Yeah. And you know, we just caught her. Um, speaking of Python, sound like an aside, but um, there was another podcast that snuck on my feed. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. And it's and all that it is is this woman who is talking about these little simple narratives, and she kind of talks like this, and it's meant to put you to sleep. Oh. Okay. And in this particular episode, I'll try to find it. Um, my phone's right here and I can look up the history of what podcast I've listened to. And she's essentially on a train, which I always find very soothing because when I was little, we used to take train rides yeah. to Toledo and I always loved that. So she's talking about how she sees all these scenes go by. Let's say the train's going 60 miles an hour and all these crossings and people waiting and pickup trucks or whatever. And she sees their faces as they go by and they're smiling and some of the kids are waving. And mm-hmm. she's talking about how you just see them in that one quick snapshot. And then I thought to myself, am I judging this woman too harshly? Mm. She's been traumatized. She, she feels like she, her purse is gone for good. Yeah. But don't jump to that conclusion. Just say that somebody stole. I either misplaced or someone swiped. Agreed. My purse. I agree. Did anyone happen to turn that in? How much cooler would she look to those people? Like, yeah. maintain your composure, composure in a tough spot. That is a tough spot. I won't deny it's a tough spot. Yeah. But you didn't get in a car accident. You didn't lose a limb. You didn't, you know, yeah. whatever. Enter whatever actual tragedy here, right? Right. So, you know, have some composure. I always think of Will Ferrell in old school when he's the mascot. And he, takes it <laughs> and he lights himself on fire because he's trying to draw, jump through the hoop. He's right, like, right. And he's like, don't lose your composure. And he's the one who's flipping out. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. It's a great. You know, that really, and I don't want to, we can talk about this at another podcast because I think it's a very important topic that actually my daughter who came here a mm-hmm. few days ago and was, was more than happy to have dinner here. In fact, it was her request to have dinner here at the Thirsty Owl. Yeah. I drove her to Boston for a medical procedure and we had the best talk yeah and i said to her i walked into her room at my mom's house the day the morning after and she was listening to a podcast while fixing her makeup about the 12-step program and was it aa yeah and and i couldn't help myself i'm her mom on the drive to boston we had three hours i said I said, Abigail. Something I need to know. I was like, were you listening to a 12-step program podcast? Because I said, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I, you know, I kind of appreciate that. She said, yes. And this one, and she knew exactly where I was going. And she said, "Um, it just so happened that the one you heard was about the 12-step program, but it's about a podcast about cognitive behavior and how to, you know, uh, increase your composure mm. and not be so emotionally reactive she said because I know even at a young age that I, I become emotionally reactive at certain points in my life so I want to improve that because I'm in patient care she goes into she's going to go into clinical studies yeah so my point is that is a very important topic for people to learn where most I'm going to sneeze do it most people look outside where it's brighter <laughs> anywhere else in the world it's brighter not in Sarasota Springs um, it's overcast today. Me, I'm and another storm coming, by the way. I know, this weekend. So my point is, um, people not emotionally regulating, especially at our age, yeah. is a very dangerous thing in life. Yeah. And I, wanna, I, I do want to 
touch on that at, on the next podcast, maybe. Okay. But I hear what you're saying. This woman did not say, you know, I may I, that was so stupid of me. I shouldn't have left it in the locker. Maybe I it's in my car. But she just went right into somebody stole. Yeah, that's a very strong accusation. It is. That's a, that's a turn off, is what you're really saying. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't look at her as a potential romantic partner. No, you know, she could have been hot and you've been like... Okay, oh, if she was hot, it would have made it even worse. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I know. Gross. So, reflections. Yeah. Um, I did do a few... Uh, I did do some research. A couple bullet points. What do we got Speaking here? Speaking of, okay, so a new survey in 2024... Is this a Cosmo survey? No, I'm Forbes. Joke. Forbes, yeah. not that that matters these days yeah, right? that's super that's super strong to your point so what Not. so the top three things people focus on in, to improve their lives in 2024 are getting to the gym drinking less and being more active and healthy so to your point why aren't <laughs> our goals in life as human beings is be kinder be more patient be more compassionate well, right? you know, I mean, this is the first I'm hearing about your talking points for today, yes. which are far more entertaining than my stupid jerk that I ran into at the Y. But um, as articulate, Josh, stupid jerk. <laughs> Why no, you I, bitch? I think is you make a good point. Better? I love that you um, told that story. Let's see. All right. So go to the gym more. Drink less and be more healthy and active. Okay. So. At face value, go to the gym more. Um, your fitness is better, and that's nice. Um, could improve mental you health. Could, you could be around longer for the people that love you. That has yeah. value. But I think it's more, let's be honest, probably more a vanity thing, oh, right? Oh, 100%. Uh, drink less. You'll save money. Uh, less chance of a DWI or getting in trouble with Johnny Law. Um... I don't know. You see yourself as more together, or other people will see you as more together. Yeah, I don't have a strong feeling on that one. And what was the other one? Um, be, just getting to the gym, drink less, being more active and healthy, which more is active the same, and healthy, as, the same as going to the gym. But my point is, why now, isn't Forbes, it? talk about needing a page stuffer for your magazine. Right. That was pathetic. Again, my point is, why isn't it be kinder, be more patient, be more do something well, good for the world? You know, those are very general in the moment things. They're not super duper tangible. Whereas the other ones are, That's you can true. see that you spent less on booze. You can count how many times you went to the gym. You can see that reflected in your appearance or if you're going to lose weight or for muscle definition or just, you know, the reason you should go to the gym is just to invest in yourself and show yourself that you give a fuck about yourself. Yeah. That should be the real reason you go to the gym. Agreed. And it, it'll, it will improve yeah. the rest of your outlook in life. I possibly. go every day. I'm not <laughs> trying to get a hotter chick. I'm not trying to get... <laughs> Uh, you know, a cover of Men's Health magazine. Um, I'm just trying to show myself that I give a shit about myself. I'm trying to show my kid that, you know, taking care of yourself is important and to have some pride in, you know, how you do stuff. And that's about it. Yeah. You know, well, I think that's a big part of me being physically active is to... You know, I feel like my dad kind of mailed it in after like age 40. Like mm. mailed it in. You know, he swims, but... Not as know. much as... Not as active. And that's great. It's great that he does do that. But like, he played racquetball every day. Like, he was super active. Probably played golf three times a week. Nothing that's exactly swimming the English channel. But right. it's something, you yeah. know. And he always rode a cart, never walked. So maybe golf wasn't a great example. But he played mm -hmm. racquetball all the time in the winter. He really, you know, kind of ran around and... You know, he seemed to really care about his fitness. Then he hit 40 and it was just like a wall. 
mm. hit a wall. And for me, that was probably when I was like 14. So, um, hmm. you know, Seiko's nearing that age and I don't want to show him that at all. And he doesn't get that. I drag him out of bed to go to the gym before school. Oh, know. there's no stopping YouTube boys. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. So what else so, you got? So speaking of ending, 2023 oh. ending, I had a, sh- I kind of had a crappy 2023. You can say shitty year. Got a little shitty 2023. Oh, yeah. So I'm really, I'm, I'm in this mode of just being positive. But yeah. I did read this article that touched me because, because... You and I grew up in the Tiger Woods generation, right? Pretty much. Well, I knew Tiger Woods. You knew Tiger Woods. So, so, yeah, you played I, uh, with Tiger Woods. Yeah, yeah. You tried Golf, to, folks. I you didn't, told him that getting you know, into a bar wasn't the most important thing in life when he was 19 years old and a superstar. Yeah, do, you know, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Oh. So, um, Tiger Woods yeah. ended his Relationship contract with Nike, yeah. Nike yeah, after 27 that. years. Yeah, well, Nike's really kind of exiting the golf game, that's the game of golf. Said. So I think yeah. that's the majority of it. They don't see sure. the value there. Mm. Um, I mean, if you, if this were a um, sports podcast, I would like to talk about what that means for the sport of golf mm-hmm. more than anything else. The, the big problem with golf is there's no decent personalities in it. You've got, who do you have? Rory McIlroy, yeah. who, you know, shames everyone for joining the Live Tour and then out of the Live Tour and the PGA Tour have a relationship and now yeah. he looks like a dick, you know, and yeah. he kind of has to come out and say, hey, I was too judgmental on these guys mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. you know, jumping ship. And he created an. Uh, the thing is, like, yeah. golf was chasing a ball around a field in Scotland a couple hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. It's not the PGA Tour. Mm. And yeah. it's not the U.S. Open. And it's not the British Open. And it's not the PGA Championship, it's the fucking game of golf. And Rory thought he was too cool for school. The PGA Tour thought they had a monopoly on the sport. Mm-hmm. And Liv doesn't really give a shit. They're just coming and say, hey, we think it's cool that you have this talent and we're going to give you millions of dollars. Through money at And it. if you if you have a problem with where they get their money or yeah. their ethics, then don't play there. Uh, you know, and, and Or if $200 million is too much to say no to, then take it. Like, I don't... Getting in the business of judging everyone is yeah. kind of tough. That was just about what I was about to say. Like you can judge people about music. Me, if right. someone listens to, you know, <laughs> whatever, Taylor Swift, you can break their balls if you think that that's just crap and pop music and yeah. doesn't have any soul. That's fine because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But when you start judging people's ethics because they join this tour or they're not playing in that event, Rory, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, and that's what is happening. So the reason I raised this is I did read the article. What I loved about this, even though it is a kind of a sad ending because they produced some of the best commercials, golfer or not golfer, those are some pretty damn cool commercials. Yeah. His ending was very classy. When I say his, meaning Tiger Woods. He okay. posted a very classy Instagram post about what a beautiful relationship it was and so forth between him and Nike. So I thought that was a great way to end something. Yeah. And that has some analogies in relationships and friendships and and so forth. I I thought it was awesome. And then Nike similarly said something amazing. I didn't see the the post and you need to show it to me, but what was the gist of it? The gist of it was basically it was a great ride. Couldn't have done it better with better people in it yeah. was enjoyable thank you for the opportunity it was a very grateful yeah. 
type of thing. And Nike, in turn, turned around and said, you know, we both had our challenges and we would not have gone through these challenges with a better person. It was just very positive. Yeah. Because you could be bitter after ending a 20, 40, 60 million dollar contract. I can can give you the 45 second take on that. Nike never made a good golf club or a good golf ball or any good golf product. Interesting, So they made them very cheaply and it wasn't a good product. So when Tiger was using Nike clubs, they were specially made for For him. And no one else could get that club. I mean, they essentially were making a Mizuno um, and putting a Nike logo on it. I mean, he's talked about that. So that's yeah. not that's not news. But yeah. Nike got into golf when there wasn't all this other competition. Like Callaway made a driver. That was about it. They didn't make a golf ball yet. They didn't, you know. So Nike got into it when it was just like pretty much Titleist. I think Bridgestone McGregor? was maybe. No, McGregor hasn't been in, in oh. golf measurably in 40 years. Okay. But, you know, um, so there wasn't much competition. So they got in and they rode the wave of him being a minority and getting new people into the sport. And so they really grew the game. The game grew so much when he became a fixture on the scene, you know, mid 90s through, you know, you know, the late 2000s, like 2010. He was really good. And then he kind of fell off and he won that one obscure major um, and whatever, whatever it was. He won the Masters in maybe 2018 or something. But um yeah, I just the relationship had run its course, but they never made a good product. Right, um, and then all these other companies came out. Srixon, you know, Ping has always been great, but like all these other companies came out and they all made a golf ball, and all of a sudden they were just white noise, and they didn't want to put the money into it the first place. Yeah, they were yeah. just trying to ride their Michael Jordan of golf for sure. as long as they could. A genius, I might add, right? Yeah, great player. Yeah, exactly. So Weird I just, guy. I just like that. I like the classy ending. Yeah, it's good. Again, you know, it's it's all very positive. Yeah, I didn't so, see that. I didn't think that was coming. I didn't think that Tiger Woods uh, being done with Nike was coming. I can't wait for the next bullet point. Right. Well, he said there's more things to come. So, so I did look into the following. I looked at our track record for this podcast, mm. which I would say this is about a year, yeah. almost. Yeah. Almost to the day, yeah. to the week, a year that we started doing the podcast. Sure. So I looked at the analytics and it showed what our top episodes were. Mm. You ready for this? Yeah. I'm Probably sure. not a surprise. I'm guessing it's all like sex stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Number one was the one entitled Fake Orgasms. Okay. It streamed 288% more than the second best. <laughs> Wow. So if we do real orgasms, will that get even more? <coughs> I think sure it was I think out. it was an intriguing title is what caught people's eyes. Okay. okay. The second one was Orgasm Gap. <coughs> orgasm Gap. Wow, orgasm really everyone's really into that, okay. huh? <laughs> those are those are the top two. That's what keeps humans going. Right. Keep, it's keep, keeping us uh, on the planet. So okay, well I'm doing this not only it's also a market study, right? Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the third one was the breakup song. Remember when we did a podcast on the breakup song between the uh, uh, Olivia Rodriguez. Olivia what, Rodriguez. I don't know what her name is. And what was the second was it Taylor Swift? Yeah. Yeah. Um the one where it's like it's me You I'm the problem. Yeah. 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 No, it was a anti-hero. Anti-hero. Anti-hero Wasn't right. that the song? That's the name of the song. Uh, it is the name of the song, the yeah. anti-hero. Um, so that's interesting because music obviously plays such a good, such an important role in all of our lives that sure. that's what captures people's attention. So I found a new <laughs> breakup song that is a oh. first cousin to that to the um, the car one. What Do is it? Tell. Driver's license. Driver's license. All right. Um, <clears throat> the name of this young lady is Lily. 
Miola. Oh, never heard of her. And Without You is the name of the song. And I think she was on one of those singing reality shows. Like The Voice or America's Got Talent. What's the one with Simon, like the mean British guy? Um, Is it America's Got Talent? uh, No, it was the one that Kelly Clarkson won as well. Why can't I remember? It has the word America in it. Anyway, she was in it. And she, um, I think I'm thinking of the right person because I watched a YouTube short. But I heard the song first because every once in a while I go on iTunes and I try to listen to some new music. I think we've talked about this. Yeah. And I haven't done it in like three or four months. So I went on this like three days ago and I I found this song. It was on, it was on for pop music, which I don't really look after all that much. And it was called Without You by Lily Miola, whatever. So this one, I thought it was a great song. Um, very, very much a pop song, mm-hmm. but a really cool song. So, so that'll be that'll be a task for you yes, to, to listen to, listen to that mm-hmm. before we come back next time. But it is very driver's license ish. It's mm-hmm. a fairly open minded and objective um, view, looking in the rearview mirror of a relationship. Oh wow! So it's not like you know, super grumpy and. He was wrong and I was right and fuck him. And yeah. you know what song is still on all the time at the gym? Is that A, B, C, D, E, F, U song? I, I The more I hear that, I, I sit there and I go, the genius of the songwriting and how catchy it is. It's but like, catchy. That's about the About being genius. a bitch about how a relationship ended? Oh. Right, right. Uh, newsflash, that shit's been done before. It's because you did the alphabet till you got to the letter F because it's like F, U means yeah. fuck you. It is catchy. So clever. I just feel the like vocal arrangement's really cool. Yeah, I just feel it is actually. <clears throat> I just feel like it. It is um, feeding into. I could. I can imagine at a dance hall or a frat party, and all the women in their little crop tops with <clears throat> with a white claw in their hand, waving it in the air. But you know what? Singing it does? that song, like creating a, a group of hateful women. It socializes kids in their first piece of shit, meaningless relationship from age like. 12 or 13 or 14 to like 18 thinking that's how you're supposed to respond to a now defunct relationship it's so unhealthy that McCary Underwood song about like destroying the kids the guys guys four by four it's just it's so it's it's criminal like she just okay let's say she she was about taking a bat to the windshield yeah so 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 in that song he quote unquote cheats on her right Fuck, you weren't even married, right? Yeah. And like takes the company of another woman. Let's just call it, can we call it that? Yeah. And she's so angry because the world's all about her and her misfortune yeah. and how she's been treated. She thinks she can go and how it's described does about $5,000 damage to a car. You're going to jail. That's, like, that's not even a misdemeanor. <laughs> it, it and, you wrote a so- it. and you wrote a song about it? So admitting your guilt? Like I, I know that Carrie Owen didn't do that. At least yeah. I, I don't think she did. And in fact, I'm sure she didn't even write the. Fucking she is song. from Texas, I think. So, but I like, we're celebrating that. That was like yeah. a number one hit. And it's like what? And she was proud, and she's supposed to be like a heroine because heroine, like yeah, a, a heroine, female yeah, hero. A female hero. Yes, Not I understand. Drug. Um, <laughs> because of because she has the gall to yeah, let's smash some yeah, but car like, up. and I'm sure there's probably an interview somewhere. Where it's like, oh, I just want to give a voice to women and da da da. Well, how about singing about something else? Sing about suffrage in the teens, in the 19-teens. Sing about civil rights. Sing about, you know, women that are minorities that have a tough shake. Like, you're, you're singing about how you how you should get back at by being a criminal to your yeah. ex-significant other? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, Not that's good. That's really okay, heroic. So I want you like if you interviewed her now mm. about that song and said, "Hey, did you write it?" She'd be like, "Oh no, someone else wrote it." You know, and then she would probably try to distance herself from it. Right. I, I would imagine, and to say, just quick question: Are you trying to glamorize property and violence, damage, and like what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And you call yourself woke? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of That's these people are starting to realize. It's a tough one. That you know they are hypocrites. So you mentioned rearview mirror, and I know you said it in the context of. Um, looking in the rearview mirror in relationships. I was reading this article, and this is just a minor point. Um, and it was entitled, How a Painful Emotion Can Lead to Better Mental Health. Mm-hmm. And the quote in it that caught my eye was, there's a reason your windshield is larger than your rearview mirror. It's kind of what you're saying. It's That's like, cute. Yeah, That's it's cute. cute. We look in the rearview mirror. You want to look mm. at the past and stuff. But you know what? In front of you is a much brighter future. And that's what you've been trying to promote on this podcast for a very long time. Well, the future is brighter if you behave the right way. Yeah, look at the windshield. <laughs> the future's going to yeah. suck if you don't. But, I mean, there's a reason for that. Like, you're, you're in forward in your car 99% of the time. And you're in reverse 1% of the time. But... You can, the metaphor doesn't really stop there. I mean, mm-hmm. that's still a, a reason that we go forward. I mean, I, I had a professor that always would talk about a car as like actually kind of truly being a time machine because the future oh. where you're going is in front of you. I mean, yeah. And that's not meant for like having better days. It's just, it was a almost like a scientific, you know, observation, mm-hmm. which it kind of is. But, um, yeah, your future is only going to be better, though, if you do something better, if you behave better, if you keep better company, if you try to have a lighter heart and you don't treat everything that happens to you as if it's, you know, the world trying to fuck you over. And it's, you know, we're so inconsequential as it is. Like, our only real, I don't mean to get, you know, um, too, like, metaphysical here, but our only real responsibility, I think, is this, like... I always try to go kind of macro instead of micro, and I, mm-hmm. I think you know that, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go as macro as you can possibly go. Um, you know, you look up, if you, you know, if you go up the Adirondacks or, you know, I don't know, wherever you're listening to this, some rural area and, and at nighttime in a clear sky, especially in the winter, for some reason it seems clearer when it's colder out. I don't know if that's hmm. true, but um, you see all these stars, right? Mm-hmm. And some of our planets, but the vast majority, like there's there's trillions of them, and each one of them probably has rocks that orbit around it. Okay. Yeah. And every rock that orbits around it has got a very minute chance of having life on it. Mm-hmm. I okay? believe that. Mm-hmm. I mean, our sun's a pretty average sun. It's kind of yellowish, <laughs> moving towards orange in, in a billion years or so, and. The thing is, when you look out into space, those stars are so far away. They're so far away that the light that you're seeing that emanates their reflection and, and you can see them. Yeah. It's like looking hundreds of thousands of years into the past. Yeah. You're not seeing it as it is now. Yeah, you're seeing like as it was light years away. hundreds yeah. of thousands, yeah. millions of light years away. It's already away. gone. That star's already gone. So they say if you look far enough and see them, you can almost see the Big Bang. Mm-hmm just like 20 billion years ago or some ridiculous number. Mm-hmm. And I think what I mean by that is like there isn't a great chance mm-hmm. that the conditions and another rock that's orbiting one of those stars has life on it. We might 
we might be like at first when you look at it that way and you look at all these trillions of stars you think yeah. um there's got to be life out there right and then now the more educated kind of conjecture is that that there pr- probably isn't and right. if and if there was dead. it yeah. would take them so long to get here um and at what point in time in their rock meaning our earth history you right. mean like it, the history of earth for example i mean it was the majority of the time that it's existed, apologies to all the religious people that think the earth is 4,000 years old. Um, well, not apologies. I don't really <laughs> love all that stuff. But um, the majority of the earth's history, there was nothing, not even an amoeba, no life on the planet. Like it's a blink of an eye how long there's been any sort of life, let alone, you know, modern man, mm-hmm. you know, modern humans on the planet. So I think our only job really is is to keep it going and and to keep existence going until you know the sun expands and fries the planet Mm. and we uh all you know croak and go away i mean it was a good run while it lasted but that's a long way off unless we keep fucking up fighting over religion and politics and someone pushes the button they're not supposed to push like that's the job so so how do you get to that spot Mm -hmm. just be kinder be more open-minded you know don't Don't assume that when you misplace your purse that someone stole it and be an asshole and you know i was i was at sega i didn't tell you this because it was so disturbing was at one of sego's basketball games the other day and a parent got super pissed at a ref and like like one of those things you see in youtube they started getting into it with the ref after the game then went toe to toe with him when the ref left the building like it was so crazy over a basketball game over a foul call like in front oh, of kids. In front of all the kids. Oh, see, that's such... It's, it was unbelievable. And, you know, that's the only way forward. Have a lighter heart. You know, and it's not just about, like, don't get mad at your ex-girlfriend. You know, don't get upset with your ex-boyfriend. Don't get mad at your boss at work. It's like, have a lighter heart. You, you've, If we don't, we're doomed. Mm. And this great situation, whether yeah. you're religious or kind of a science guy or whatever it is, like... We're the only ones that can really fuck this up. I don't disagree. And we all know people in our lives, throughout our lives, long life now, um, that there are self-destructive people. Yeah. And it's sad to watch. And I just don't want to be one of them. Yeah. It's such a responsibility. And that's all... I mean that's all my take. Like it's that's just my take. It's just like kind. Okay. Well, let me let me let me segue into the, the the term progress because I do I did mention that our top episodes listened to was a, were about fake orgasms and the orgasm gap and then the breakup song. The fourth one. Yeah. Which kind of tells me that there is hope for humanity. <laughs> <laughs> We do also talk on this podcast a lot about self-improvement. And the fourth one was the importance of going solo. Oh. Yeah, probably because they thought it was about masturbation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I may have bought into that. Wait, what was the porn one? The porn one had to be like five or six. No. Really? Yes. See, that was fun and entertaining. So the fifth one, followed by importance of going solo, is maintaining your identity in a relationship okay and then the relationship walkway comes instead of the escalator when we we thought of an improvement on right so my point is okay fine we all think about sex that's a top three most you know popular ones and then we move into the 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 venue era the region of Mm self-improvement 
and progress because those three that we did were all about self-improvement yeah. and how to how to hopefully look at things better and and more positively so that's a good balance for me it tells me that we're doing something right mm-hmm. um that people like to listen to both and that you know we do have listeners who are hopefully more substantive than we hope whenever we talk about pornography and waxing and stuff yeah but that stuff's fun too and it's it's okay it's okay like okay so i can sit there and talk macro all i want about like be nicer to people so that the planet can keep going right i can do that but i also think it's fun to go through this life which is a blink of an eye oh yeah um about fun stuff and having orgasms is fun you know you can probably get away with it at 50 uh probably at 70 we probably can't get away with it anymore and we'll have to talk about rocking chairs and i don't know 50 cats. seems very young to me i feel like i could easily be 35 in yeah, dog years and i know that but at the so, same time when you were 25 and if yeah. i said hey you're doing a podcast when you're 50 you wouldn't know what a fucking podcast is but like if you said you were talking about having fun and being naked and having orgasms at 50 you'd be like whoa what <laughs> like ill but like just say like what what did what did what did 50 sound like to you when you were 25 or 30 oh or my 35? god like like you were ancient ancient right. right right but my point is we we are feeling younger even at our later age yeah. because you know of our health and medicine and all that stuff so yeah but i thought this was really cool for us, yeah. um, in the last 30 days, you know how you you search through podcasts, mm-hmm. topics, and normally what I do is if I want to talk about relationships or heartache or fun topics, you do a search. Sure. We have gotten 2,000 impressions on Spotify in the last 30 days. No, oh, that's great. Meaning when you search, we're pretty up there. I don't know if you know anything about Google Analytics. No. But it it comes up pretty high in the relationship yeah. podcast because there's thousands of them out there. Yeah. So I think we're kind of getting bumped up in the one of the more searchable and that's great. searchable. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I do want to add that Smartless, which is Jason Bateman, yes. Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes, their their podcast. They just like last year sold their podcast oh. to Amazon. For oh. how much money do you think? Oh, okay. Well, I did some numbers too on some popular shows. $20 million? $80 million. Wow. And they're good because they're witty and they're quick, but they do some things that are annoying. Like they'll have a guest on who's older and it, they, it might be a science person or it might be just someone who's older who doesn't think that it's fun to just constantly crack jokes even yeah. when you've asked a somewhat serious question. Right. So someone will answer and... You know, let's say like they had John McEnroe on, who's very fun. Yeah. But um, they had him on and they were asking about how the equipment's changed in tennis. And yeah. And of course, he said something about how rackets are different, which of course they are. And he said, you know, and the balls and the balls are different. And then like clearly that's funny and clearly you can go somewhere with it so sean hayes is gay yes so they're they're like they interrupt a mid-sentence and be like sean do you like different balls or you know different balls kind of your thing and and is it funny yeah it's funny for mcenroe he's probably totally cut him right off but mcenroe is sporty and fun he might be 65 or however old he is but like he let them have fun with it but other guys like you have like old directors on you have scientists on there who that's probably not super their direction to yeah. go in and you know it's like 
they go a little bit too, too far, far sometimes. I love their banter in the beginning before they bring the guest on, their banter at the end. Right. And there is a time and place. If they have, they have a lot of people, I find they have a lot of people on that are contemporaries of theirs. They're all in their early or mid 50s. Mm-hmm. They're all like 52, 53, 54. And they have a lot of people on that are their age. They have Matt Damon on, they have Ben Affleck, which oh. is essentially the same person. Yeah. And they have a lot of people that are their age and share the same style of humor. So they can get away with that. But then they have people on that take themselves very seriously, like Joaquin Phoenix, who was a great interviewer. (laughs) Because he had moments of where he's like, this is annoying as shit. Then he had moments where, well, if I have to talk about my method as an actor, then at least I'm talking about with other actors. Like it was was a really neat interview. And trust me, Smartless needs no help on getting more view, right. more listenership, but it is really good. So I would yeah. recommend to anyone that they kind of cherry pick their way through it and pick some ones that they think are good. Oh, I like that. If you're a sports person, the Steph Curry one was great. The John McEnroe one was oh, great. Nice. Yeah, um, the Ben Affleck one was really good. I told you J-Lo makes a little yes. appearance in that. That was yeah. super funny. But uh, Well, this is interesting because I did look up what the number one podcast is on Spotify. It's always Joe By Rogan. far, Joe Rogan. Yeah, but we, everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. $200 million contract over two years. Right. And the second highest ranking one is a young lady named Alex Cooper. Mm, who was purchased by, her early podcast was purchased by Barstool, which probably helped her gain. She's a sports person? No, she's just a regular Gen Z girl. What's she talking about? Um, here's where she got popular. And it wasn't because she was like this amazingly uh, you know, intellectual person. Um, she interviews people. So her listenership grew by 300% when she interviewed John Legend uh, as a singer. And Miley Cyrus, her, you know, her listenership went up 300%. So her, her formula, if you will, is to, have, is to basically collaborate and cross, cross market with other artists. Yeah, but I mean, she they is have... a person. Is she a, like a Barbara Walters? Is she even it's a Connie that... Chung? Not really. That's surprising. Because they, they, the guys do a great job on Smartless and doing interviews. She's She is listened to mostly by women. And I can see why, because it gets very gossipy and very like lighthearted. And I'm sure people, women who are running around wanting to hear Miley Cyrus will click on and yeah. listen to her. So, you know, but it's something that you and I should think about. We've had a few guests on, on tap. And yeah, I, I didn't tell you this, Joe, but I might as well tell you on air. Amazon did call me and offered <laughs> us $40 million and I turned him down. You did? I said, if Bateman's getting 80, fuck that. <laughs> I think that's my line. But we went from Joe Rogan to $200 million contract on Spotify to Alex Cooper. So Spotify is who paid him? Yeah. So Amazon is the one that exclusive rights. So Amazon's the one that paid. So you can't get Joe Rogan on iTunes. Nope. So you can only get it on Spotify. Uh, that's the key to. The I still contract. don't understand what the value is in that. Even that's, if there's a bunch of listeners. They're questioning that at the moment. So his contract's ending next year. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Alex Cooper gets forty or sixty million. But you see the jump. Alex Cooper. Yeah. You, you Just might sounds like, like it. it's going to be boring. It's For sheer crazy. entertainment value, I don't know how you would probably beat Smartless. I don't disagree because there's well, a listen to it. Audience. Have you listened? You haven't listened because you said I listened you... to some of it this morning. She she annoyed oh, me. Oh, Alex Cooper. Okay. Yeah, well, then yeah. try Smartless. I will because I love Jason Bateman. Just just scroll down, find one of the find. So there's a Santa one on there, and it's Will Ferrell. So I'll... oh, okay. And well, that's I'll... pretty funny. He pretends to be Santa. Well, I love the fact that you told me about this because you know I was gonna bury Jason Bateman when I was 22 years yeah, old. Yeah. Why not? 
you know, next in so line good. was Prince William. He's so good at being grumpy all the time. As long as, it's not, as, long as it's not Prince he's Andrew. Grumpy, he would, no, not Prince Andrew. Prince um, Andrew pays for it. <laughs> oh, or doesn't. He's in a little trouble, huh? Ooh, a lot of trouble. Ooh. A lot of trouble. But no, Jason Bateman was hot when we were teenagers. He oh, was I, oh, okay. So guy. Jason Bateman has only ever been, what I like to say, mildly attractive. Jason Bateman doesn't think that he's, I think he thinks he's just, Okay. Yeah, he doesn't think he doesn't think he's hot. No. Yeah. I like him. I liked him though when he that. But that's my that's my. And you didn't know he was on Little House on the Prairie. No, he was in a television show. Um, uh, uh I can't remember. We used to watch Valerie. He was yeah, the that's son right. Of Valerie. That's right. Oh, never missed an episode. And his daughter or his his uh, sister, sister Justine Jace, was in Jace, Family Ties. Justine, yeah, Family Ties. Michael she was, J. Fox's sister in that. She was hot. Too at that time, yeah, they were cute. both like a yeah, hot duo. Yeah. 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 So anyway, well, I'm happy to be back. Yeah. I hope I didn't infect you today. No. I have been coughing and sneezing throughout this podcast, so I yes. apologize. Let's just uh, let's get rocking. Let's get a couple more of these going. hundred percent. And you got to do some Seiko episodes. Yeah. All right. I get him well, back Friday. So great. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Signing off. Okay. Bye. Bye.